0: Good day, Change Cultivators listeners. Thanks for coming back. As you know, during this season, we're exploring the topic of being a different kind of leader. As we look at the space of change and having to lead during times of disruption and transform your teams and transform your businesses, we think this a whole bunch of attributes, maybe nine in our, in our toolkit that we're really digging in to explore. And today we have a great chance to hear from an expert who works both with executives one-on-one as well as with executive teams to actually think through the characteristics of great change agent. So I'm Patrick Fitzmorris, your co-host and I'm delighted to be here. We also have my co-host as well, Roz, say good morning.
1: Good morning to our listeners and good morning to Julie. It is very, very exciting to have you on the, the show with us today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be
2: here and talk all about leadership and change and the things that make leaders amazing and companies even more energized
0: and engaging. So a little background on Julie, and she'll unveil this a little bit as we talk. So Julie is a high-performance coach, a strategist, a certified coach, runs her own company, Powerful Leaders, which you should look at and follow. Um, She works both with individuals, as I said, but also with executive teams to really achieve the highest levels of success. She says, Powerful Leaders exist to help awaken, empower, inspire people to be the best versions of themselves. As I was prepping a little bit more and digging into Julie, there's some really cool things that I heard. You know, best version of yourself. There's always the next level is a Julie quote. Clarity, courage, commitment. So there's all kinds of things that we get to dig into today in our conversation with Julie to tap into her expertise, both her personal story as well as the stories and things she's hearing from her clients. So Julie, thank you again for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and expertise.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate you too. And I'm really excited to dig in.
0: All right, so this notion that our listeners expect from us at Change Cultivators, which is kind of this intersection of leadership coaching and change and transformation, Um, do you have some kind of story over the past couple of years that was presented as a challenge to you that you had to kind of address? And just give us how you process this notion of, well, I'd say it this way, crap, something is occurring to me or something (laughs) I want to occur to me. How do I manage that and how do I drive through it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a single mother of three entrepreneur. And when the pandemic hit, I knew that I had to pivot quickly, or else um, we were not going to be able to survive, quite honestly. So when the pandemic hit, I knew that I couldn't depend on in-person networking anymore. No one could. It was over. And I didn't really have an online presence. So I committed right away. What do I need to do differently? I surveyed I believe the foundation of all great change starts with a vision and begins with clarity, because if you don't know what you need to do, you can't do it, right? It seems very simple, yet people miss that. So for me, I was very clear that I needed to shift how I would network. And right away, I committed to waking up on March 16th, 2020, and living on LinkedIn, I call it. I knew that that was the best platform for me to connect with my future clients and what I didn't expect is the amazing community there and all of the things that were possible once you start creating content that's valuable and beneficial to other people
0: that's awesome and you you said that word clarity and I know in some of what I Was reading and listening to you about other your whole thought of three c's which i think if i get them right and i'll allow you to talk to them as clarity courage and commitment so clearly the clarity moment was there talk a little bit about how courage and commitment helped you navigate that time
2: courage is so important because if you think about all great change it creates some trepidation, right? You don't know. So you have to be able to confront your fears and annihilate them to step boldly beyond them. And and it's really important here that you are clear before you become courageous, right? Because we can all like watch those motivational videos and get pumped up to create change and get courageous. But if you don't have the clarity, it's not going to come. So with um, clarity, you have to start there. And then the courage is really, I always say, you wanna move forward one courageous step at a time because if you look at the big picture, it can become daunting. And with the pandemic, there were so many unknowns and I watched people freak out, company owners and um, large corporations that just paused. They were frozen. And what we saw is it's a form of economic Darwinism that happened during the pandemic, right? Only the strongest survived the companies that pivoted quickly. They were the ones that achieved success and the ones that didn't, the ones that were frozen, especially a lot of small businesses, unfortunately just couldn't move quickly enough and shift fast enough to, um, to maintain or even grow.
1: Yeah. So Julie, you mentioned, you know, fear, you know, getting over your fear. I mean, one of the things we talk about uh, a lot is, you know, a good leader, a good change leader is someone who can liberate themselves and their teams from fear. So I love your story in its entirety, but I look at like you started on LinkedIn, I think with 430 followers and you're sitting with 71,000 today. Um, what were yes, some of the fears you had to climb over, you know, to pivot oh, your business? Goodness. Like, I- I'm, sure I list- I'm sure many of our listeners are thinking, <laughs> well, you know, if she can move her business from A to B like this and from 400 followers to 71,000 followers, right. you know, maybe there's hope for all of us, but I- I'm sure fear grips so many people. Um, but give us some examples of the things you had to overcome.
2: Yes, and yes, number one, there is hope for everyone. Everyone has the potential to achieve great success. It's a matter of getting clear and being courageous and then committing to that consistency of focusing on the needle movers every day. So for me, the biggest thing I had to do was get over myself um, to show up. I knew the best way for me to convey my messages at the beginning of the journey was through video. And we're all our own worst critics. So I didn't want to do videos. I didn't want to put myself out there. I was afraid people would, I would get haters. I didn't, you know, they won't like my hair. They won't like my makeup. They won't like my voice. Patrick,
1: you won't understand that. (laughs) So silly.
2: And I know it is much more women that deal with this, but I've also spoken with a lot of men and and there's that concern of rejection, right? That fear Mm -hmm. of rejection that we all have at some point in our lives and that limiting belief that we're not enough. So what had to shift for me is the recognize the realization that it's not about me at all really to be a leader, it's about serving other people. And so when I stopped focusing on what I looked like or how I was showing up, and I started focusing on creating content that benefited my audience, my audience of business people, of CEOs and C-suite executives, executive teams, and then larger organizations. When I started focusing on that, is when my audience grew and people really were hungry for what I was offering.
0: I, I love so much of what you're saying. And I'm, I'm connecting it to another quote that I discovered in my prep. Um, so I'll attribute the quote to you, um, which says, you know, I was sleepwalking through life, right? And I, as I hear you talk about that from a leader's perspective, um, a leader can't afford to just go on autopilot that way, particularly in times when you're charged with transforming something in the organization. And that's where clarity, courage, and commitment kind of come in. So um, this talk a little bit, the connectivity of this phrase of sleepwalking through life and how you actually have to use clarity, courage, and commitment to be more intentional and directive of where you're choosing to spend your leadership energies.
2: Right. I think what happened pre-pandemic is that people were getting comfortable and comfort is actually the worst thing you can do for yourself and for an organization, because then you're not being innovative and you're not growing and you're not creating the change that all companies need to have. So the idea of sleepwalking through life, that was on a personal front of me really losing my identity when I stopped working when I was younger and I devoted all of my time and attention to being a mother and a wife. And during that time, I had an awakening experience where it just jolted me. And how it transfers to businesses is that the pandemic jolted people. It made them wake up and it made them realize that things weren't as good as maybe we thought they were or they weren't as secure. And because of that, it really, it really brought forth The leaders that were innovative, that were agile, that were able to shift and grow and have a wider, more amazing vision of things versus the leaders that really had just grown comfortable and they wanted it kind of to stay the same. Those leaders were the ones whose companies really struggled.
0: I love it. And I'll, I'll use that to kind of put a bookend on this segment of our conversation. Because as I said, our theme this season is a different kind of leader, right? And you have just encapsulated for our listeners a couple of key things about what makes more of an operational leader different than this visionary, transformative, agile leader and the space between them. So uh, there were so many wonderful nuggets in that little uh, exercise. I'll remind our listeners that we always do our show notes. You'll see all of those nugget references in there. And if there's any links to anything that Julie has in her world, we'll make sure we put it in there as well. So I think that's a super opening discussion. Thank you for that. We'll continue.
2: Thank you so much.
1: life and move ahead to your destination shine. So